Hey, everybody. Hello. I know. I know. I know. It's late. I'm late. It's not late. Who knows what time it is? You might be listening to this early in the morning. You might have... I don't know what time it is where you are. It's afternoon here, but it's late. I meant to get this out sooner. I recorded it a, well, more than a week ago. My friend Ryan Dalton came over. He's been on the podcast before. He's a tremendous comedian from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, who now lives in Los Angeles. And... Uh, he came over to bring back a, a screwdriver that he borrowed for me and then uh, was also on the podcast episode. How about that? That's, you didn't need to know that. Listen, I would love to tell you all about London. I had a great time. I would love to tell you all about Phoenix, where I just was this last week doing the uh, annual sales kickoff for Trinet. Shout out to all my Trinetters who might be listening to this. Um, I did have a great time in Phoenix, and it was great. I This was Every year it just gets better and better. So this was my favorite year, but next year is going to be my favorite year. So that was terrific. And I would love to tell the other people about what a good time we had, uh, people from that place who are listening right now. But you know what? I don't have time. I just flew home from Phoenix yesterday, and I have to leave to go to D.C. tomorrow for a thing, a gig, a gig thing. If you would like to know where my gig things are, you can go to my website, jakethis.com, but that needs to be updated, so not even all of that is correct, right? Just listen to this and sit tight, and I'm going to get on. i got to get goal-oriented. Where is where's my goal? Oh, right. Here's my goal for today. Do this episode of the podcast. You know, that wasn't actually a piece of paper with my goals on it. That was a check that needs to go to the bank. Am I going to the bank right now with that check? No. I'm talking to you you got to pay yourself first, everybody, and I've neglected to do that. Uh, but it's but it's out of love. It's out of love for you. So get ready. Here comes Ryan Dalton. You're going to enjoy this. I know I did. Okay. So nonstop banging at your house, huh? Nonstop, man. I mean, I'm this poor man. <laughs> I mean, this woman just wants me constantly. She's just well, it's great. She, I don't think she knows she's married to me. I think I think that's what it is. She just thinks we're just starting dating. Or she's something. still trying to seal the deal. Do you? Yeah. Think? And I just I'm like you. You won or lost. It depends on how you look at it. Yeah, it's an interesting. It's interesting that she's behaving that way. I know because that's not how everybody gets it with their wife, right? But you know, you you you're lucky. You're a lucky person. Yeah, I told her before. I said you got to stop. We're gonna people are gonna think you're you were human trafficked over here, <laughs> and none of this is your call. It's not by choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of a T-shirt that you could get her. <laughs> <laughs> that would make clear to everyone who saw her in it that yeah. uh, that she's just crazy about you. Yeah. And your nude body. Yeah. So you moved back across town. Yeah. So I, uh, you're I'm in, in uh, Hollywood. How would you describe it? Hollywood? Hollywood is, um, as a town, I can't really tell because it's not like a town in the sense of any town that I'm from or have known. There's no like downtown Hollywood, the main street. There's the there's the local pharmacy on the corner, you know. There's uh, the local credit union. Hollywood to me is just a plot of land and a zip code. Well, they call it Hollywood, but I, I feel like before I moved here, I thought Hollywood not only was a place, but I thought Hollywood is where 
the movie people lived, but it's not. No. It's where it's it's where the maybe people used to go and watch movies who were in movies, but, right? But it's not where famous people ever lived. It's it's uh, it's kind of like a businessy area. Now it's sort of a businessy, touristy, low. Some some parts of it can be lower income. Of the tourist attractions in our great country, yeah, I believe it to be the hands down worst of them. I mean, well, I can, well, let's think about it. Let's go to the Grand Canyon. Whoa, check that out. Grand That's a Canyon. place of natural right. natural beauty. But I say tourist attractions. Okay, uh, let's go. Uh, I mean, you could say the same thing about um, New York City, Times Square. And then when somebody tried to say, oh, Hollywood's like our Times Square, I'm like, well, guess what? You didn't pay the bill. And it's not done or it's broken. Our Times Square is not as good as their Times it's, Square. It's, it looks like the when you find a fly strip that's been just hanging up too long. Like somebody forgot about it. Yeah. Like they should, they should get sticky. it. It's sticky. There's uh -huh. a lot of trash stuck to it. Or you, it's not sticky because there's something stuck to all of the parts of it. Yeah. And it is, uh, it's abysmal. And, and I, I, that's not your neighborhood, though. You're like around the corner. From I live that. a couple blocks from it, but every once in a while, I'll walk down it just to go. What is the what is the attraction here? And mm -hmm. I get as soon as I get one block in, I'm like, this is a nightmare. I don't want any part of it. So you're by the Walk of Fame. You can walk down to yeah. We're about two blocks from the Walk of Fame. I love that they call it the Walk. Of, I called it the Walk of Fame. They call it the Walk of Fame, but it's it's basically a sidewalk. Yeah, with stars in it that have people's famous stars' names, but. I didn't realize this that you know you they say or you decide it's some mutually agreed thing where they realize like you could have a star on the Walk of Fame like you can't go get one no but but if you're a star of a reasonable like if you're on a sitcom you can get one but you got to pay yes. it costs money to That's be right. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame I mean it's an honor to have it bestowed but it's like uh, you're footing the bill for that and isn't that I think that if anything that's the perfect. I think that's the perfect uh, thing for show business, that you work your tail off to be honored by getting a star in the Walk of Fame. And this isn't – this when I think of fames or Hall of Fames, I think of your name's up there. It's on a wall. There's a monument. It's the only monument in which you can work your tail off just so people can step all over what you've accomplished. Well, and like if you get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame – being as you're from Cleveland, I right. thought maybe I'd throw that one in there. But this, or there's a sports hall of fame. There's people who are voting on it, and you're in. And then once you're in, you're it's it's like a, a a big deal that you get in. This is a thing where you have to achieve something to get in. But then you have to you have to decide a little like I'd like to get in, and I want to pay to get. In. It's like joining a country club, sort of. Right. And the way the rest of America thinks of it is is it's like being in the hall of fame. Well, it's not. It's like being in a great country club where. Everyone who's in the country club knows that it's bullshit. The only people who don't know it's bullshit are the people who are watching it on TV. So why do you want to be in that? But it's the answer is because people think it's cool. Yeah. You still think it's cool, right? By the time you get in it, not you, one. Yeah. I mean, even Will Ferrell, he recently got inducted. Uh, I mean, he got a star and he said, it's just really cool so your kids can see you. Mm -hmm. do this but even then he was like they're bored they were bored halfway through it you know i'm sure i like my daughter probably just someday hopefully she'll think it's cool that we just have a house and we get to go on trips and stuff right ice right. cream what about there's always ice cream you don't have to buy any i'd love to get back into a world where i don't have to buy any food there's just food around all the time 
What world was that? When you're a kid. Oh, yeah. Like when it's you, just provided. You're wasting, if you think you've got to get in the walk of fame to impress a kid, just like there's just, they don't care that there's food around, but that is the coolest thing about being a kid. Dude, I got a timeout. I got to use the bathroom so bad. I'm so For sorry. For real? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. But that's no. the beauty of podcasting. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This, watch this. I'm going to push this button. And? We're back. And See? we're back. Instantaneous, really. It's the fastest I've ever used the bathroom. Really? Did you rush yourself? Because we... Oh. No, I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> I, I take my time, you know. Yeah, you don't want to hurt yourself. I don't know. I well, don't even... I don't want to get into that. <laughs> uh, how are you going to hurt yourself in the bathroom? Because I don't want to... That I need to I know. mean, you and your wife are going to have to move after what I just did. You might want to okay. start calling a real estate agent as soon okay. as we end here. Yeah. The whole, did you eat a whole animal? Because that's a mistake. <laughs> you should never eat a whole, I mean, oyster or a uh, <laughs> soft shell crab. Those are the whole animals yeah. that I would eat. Yeah, right. But that's the whole thing. Yeah. You know, including the exoskeleton. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a good point. There's only a few animals you can do that with where you can just go ahead. I'm going to grab this animal that you flash fried mm -hmm. or boiled. Like, Soft shell crab, you're not going to eat an entire lobster because some of that stuff's gross. Well, and even, yeah, some of it's gross. It's really disgusting once you crack open the body part of a, of a lobster. And to be fair, I think when you throw the crab in the fryer thing with its soft shell, its eyes and stuff fall off. Yeah. I mean, They're I have good, aren't they? <laughs> you, so gotta good. Love, you can go to Kentucky Fried Chicken now and just get a bucket of eyes. <laughs> Oh man, that'd be a nice little side. Yeah. I can have the sweet corn, uh, mashed potato, and the eyes, crab eyes, <laughs> crab eyes. Yeah, crispy. Yeah, extra crispy. You don't want them juicy. Yeah. Are those black eyed peas? No, those are eyes. Yeah, those are crab eyes. The juicy crab eyes are oh, not mm -mm. So, Japanese people love them. Yeah, sure, but we not can't, cooked. We can't eat them. So if they came to you tomorrow and said, uh, "Okay, we've we're trying," it's just a special offer thousand dollars you can be on the walk of fame you ryan dalton i'd say no yeah you're gonna wait for something i'd say i'd say no because it's not a it's not gonna lead to anything it would be fun to have some sort of webcam stationed in front of it just so you could check in on people going what the who who is this well even famous people i mean i i'm sure that there's famous people from the you know 30s and 40s who people just don't even know who their star is yeah I and mean, i'm not not to put anybody down, but all glorious, no matter how famous you are. The Rock, sure he's famous now, 100 years from now. Well, who knows if the Walk of Fame is even going to be there in 100 oh, years. Oh, it'll be there. It's just you as think sticky. So? Hmm? It's just as sticky and gross. They'll keep cleaning it off. What happens when they have to replace the sidewalk? Will they chip the stars out and re-stick them down You know, down I was in? thinking about that because that sidewalk, I mean, it's, I mean, it's concrete, but it's not getting, it's not like nobody's driving on it. So I think it can, I think it's pretty durable. Yeah. Until these rash of water main breaks start hitting underneath, uh, then we're talking about some major resurfacing. You think we're heading for some water main breaks? Uh, there was one on my street. The, the, the news, the local news had a uh, had a special saying. You know, the infrastructure of, you know, the actual plumbing of the mm -hmm. city is uh, way overdue. And they had a water main break. They were talking about it as an example. The very next day, a water main broke on our street. Luckily, it was the top block. It didn't affect us, but everybody, <laughs> everybody, the top block. Well, but 
you know, we're in a drought right now. Yeah. Too. Anytime I see thing, water right? running down something, I'm like, somebody needs to get on that right now and plug that hole. Well, you still see dumbasses watering their driveway or I can't spraying take off it. their sidewalk. What do you do? We you talked about this last time, yeah. and I can't take it. it do- I'm not crazy about it. But I got I- the bucket in the shower, like you said. There's an old biker guy who rinses off the front of the church around the corner. Yeah. And he, it's, I, I don't know, I don't know how to say, because he's, it's also a church, so he should be open to the, like, hey, maybe since it's a drought, you shouldn't rinse off the sidewalk. But I, I don't want to, I just don't. How about you get a broom? Yeah. Well, you ever heard of a broom? It's a good exercise, good for the back. Explain that to the garden guys. The yard guys love to rake. Oh, I just want to. They love to rake. Yeah. Nothing like the sound of a rake on concrete. I want to choke our gardener because, like, listen to me, like, big, real, yeah. real no, we're getting. I want to some... choke my gardener because no. he, he doesn't use a lawnmower. He uses the weed whacker to cut the grass. And what happens is he does it kind of like I'm trimming your hair but doing it freestyle with clippers. Right. What happens is some areas he goes down pretty close to the grass. And then that area is dead because it's too short. You can't come back. Yeah, you got to cut a lawn and leave length. You don't want AstroTurf because you, you'll die. It'll die. Yeah, it's tough. That's that's the hard thing. Where you I see his lawnmower in the back of his truck. He's just too lazy to grab it. And he's getting paid too. This is the other thing. He's the professional lawn guy, and you're the guy who's you know Monday morning quarterbacking him. Oh my God! Thank you for the coffee, by the way. Uh, Jake Johansson podcast, best coffee. It's nice to have coffee, isn't it? French press too. Who's the Who's the oh, worst? Yeah. Who's got, what podcast has the worst coffee? I don't know, but you're the best. Yeah, you're the, you're well, definitely nice. the uh, benchmark when it comes to coffee because the French press. That's sweet. I do like the French press coffee. Yes. I've been on the cold brew thing. That's what I've been doing now, but I didn't have any ready. Right. And some people don't like the cold brew. Cold brew. What is that? Well, you just put the coffee in with the ground. You put water in with the grounds in, uh-huh. a, in a jug, and then you shake it up and stick it in the fridge overnight. And then the next day, you drink the coffee. Mm. It's it's pretty good. I, my wife would love that because she loves iced coffee. And like I feel like there's some obligation that I have to have the first cup warm, and then I'll switch to iced coffee. Yeah. I used to be like that, but I've really kind of adjusted to have a nice cold coffee. In the oh, morning. man. It's good. Either yeah. way, it's fantastic. Coffee is Would you think, do you drink iced coffee faster or the same rate as regular coffee? Well, I guess temp... I guess technically you would drink iced coffee because you're not going to burn your mouth. Well, you don't have. You can take a mouthful, but I mean, I do sip it. I don't just glug it. You could just glug. glug, glug. I did that on the way. I I brewed uh, a pot of coffee, and then I have a, a water bottle, I, I, a chock full of ice, and then I poured it in there in the creamer, and then I shook it up, and that was my that was my ride over here. And I chugged it like I was chugging water after running up a mountain. But yes. if that was hot coffee, I would have taken my time with it all day. I think. Mm-hmm. All day. That's that seems slow. Yeah, but you got thermos or something like that. You can right. probably you know. But I think I think I chug iced coffee. I think I definitely drink it faster if and you, more of it. If you had to choose between coffee or whatever your favorite, what just alcohol drinks, what would you pick? I think about this sometimes, and it makes me feel like I might have a problem. Man, you think that's such an easy thing to answer? It should, yeah. If you if you I mean, I don't feel like I'm I'm a big drinky drink guy, but I like to have a drink and coffee. But it's tough because Damn it. what do you think the easy answer is? I think the easy answer is booze because I'm thinking of the practical answer. Because if you, and for practicality's sake, 
I mean, how many times do you need to get up and do something early, get to a flight, something needs to happen, you don't have a lot of sleep, mm-hmm. coffee's going to be there to help you out. Whereas booze is just going to delay things, uh, you're not at your best, Slowing you're handicapped. Yeah. However, if we're talking about like you know pleasure and preference, I would be sad, uh, but I would have to go, I'd have to skip coffee, but... Yeah, coffee more. I don't just look at it as like, mm, I gotta have my coffee. I'm like, no, I I gotta wake up. I gotta be someplace. I I have to at least be awake for the first thirty minutes until the coffee wears off. Yeah, I like you a know? nice. I like I like coffee in the morning. Yeah, but I think I'm. I would I would let it go if I had to. Yeah, booze is great. Have, well, you just it's real cheap here. Is it cheap? Do you find it cheap? Bottles of booze. If you go to the liquor store, bottles of booze are cheaper because I don't. Th- I don't know, but I don't think California has the same state taxes as like Ohio. I mean, mm-hmm. we could buy a, a bottle, a, a handle of vodka for what we get. It's like fifteen dollars cheaper here. Wow. Yeah. Significant. Incredible. And you can go to a supermarket and get it, which is fantastic. Right. And why wouldn't you buy a handle? Who are you kidding? Yeah. Who are you kidding? Well, we're adults. Sometimes you look at that little tiny bottle of vodka that they're selling and you go, well, look, that's not yeah. going to... I'm going to have to go home and come right back. Yeah, who buys that besides shady detectives in in uh, in movies? Yeah, that pint. That yeah, they just pint. sit there and they're drinking in their cars. They're surveilling. I don't know anyone. I don't even... I've never been with somebody who bought that small little plastic... Thing. Let me give it. A, let me give some advice to some of the detectives who might be listening right now. Yeah, you can buy that bottle that you like to drink out of in your car, and then a handle, and then refill that little one with the handle. So oh, you now, don't yeah. Have, you don't have to keep buying it. We're talking about conservation I'm now. Just practicality. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. You're getting. You're already. You're already trying to. You know, pinch a penny. You're a detective. You know oh, those guys. My wife. Uh, she, we have, I mean, I have so many flasks from different weddings that I was in. She just takes one, fills it up with vodka, then we go to the bar and she gets sprites. And she's so quick about. Oh, your wife. She, she gets sprites and fills it up with a flask? Yeah. And you know what? It's, I don't, I think it's brilliant. It's slightly naughty. It's really naughty. And here's the other part I've been out with her uh, into the double digits where she's done this. She's so good about it. I've never seen her make the switch. What do you mean the double digits? So, oh, you've been out with her more times. than more Yeah, than 10 and then times. I'll be like, did you already put booze in there? And I'll be standing next to her like, yeah, she's good. I thought you meant she's. you go out with her and she drinks 10 drinks. No, no. That's it's just, I mean, it's so expensive just to go out and drink here. She loves booze and drinking. Well, we both do. You know, I mean, we live next And sex. Yeah, oh, it's constant banging. I mean, I'm sore right now thinking about <laughs> it. All the banging we're doing. Just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, my wife doesn't drink. I have a few flasks, but I don't really, I don't, I wouldn't take them out. I've never taken them out with me. I've filled them up for a, like a camping thing or yes. something. Yes. But I've never, I've never said, oh, I'm going to take a flask out to the bar to say I've gone to sporting cocktails. events with a plastic flask and it's uh, the best because, I mean, A, you don't want to get out of your seat a million times to use the bathroom when you get a beer. A beer, by the way, a Coors Light is damn near. Eleven dollars, which should be there, should be a law. It's Coors Light. It's not you're not drinking fat tire. You know, you're drinking Coors Light a, is like the soda pop of yeah. Beer. No, it's, it's the bottled water. Bud of beer. Light is the soda pop of beer. It is it is the milk of beer, the two percent, the skim milk of beer. Bud Light. Yes. It's, you think Coors Light is not? I don't know why. Maybe it's branding. I just when I see Bud Light, I'm just like this is this isn't even drinkable. I don't, I don't drink those the Coors Light, the Bud Lights. Just, I it just. 
I, maybe I should try it again because I see a lot of ladies hitting the Coors Light. Not nothing. I'm not trying to challenge you or anything, but no. I see women like to drink Coors Light because it's. I think they think it's less strong. Is it less strong? They say it's powerful? the most the most alcohol for a light beer. Which so isn't really my, that much. It's supposed to be yeah. like a value thing. It really isn't that much, but um, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. And then you put a little, you put a shot of vodka in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Business. Uh, I what I would do is sometimes in my darker comedy days, at the end of a set, I'd get a uh, a blue moon, and then I'd put a shot of orange vodka in it, and we would call it a Joey special because blue moon's got a higher alcohol content. Then you throw that shot of vodka in there, and it's you don't taste it because it's orange vodka, and it's like an almost orange beer. Beer, right? And it's a little strong, but after two of those, it's like whoa. Who's Joey? Joey's my buddy Joe Howard from Cleveland, mm-hmm. and he run just, over by a train <laughs> I mean, while he was asleep no, on the no. tracks. No, he just did it one day, and he goes, "This is a Joey special." I'm like, "I'm going to see if I can't spread that around the country." Yeah, well, it's this a funny is name, Joey Special. Yeah, it's a blue moon with a with shot of a orange, shot vodka. of orange vodka in it. Yeah, that'll light your tires. Oh man, yeah, I bet two, <laughs> two of those, and you're in trouble. two of those, you're in trouble. How was your Fourth of July? Well, we. We're in London, England, for June. I've heard of it. And the, yep, it's uh, it's the it's the London, England. Oh, the London, England. Yeah. All right, not that new one. And uh, and we came back on the third, so we we were a little bit jet lagged. But I was pretty determined. My my wife slept in, but my daughter and I got up and went to the Fourth of July parade. The if if you are in the Greater Los Angeles area. I think there's probably a lot of good Fourth of July parades because Los Angeles isn't like Boston or New York where if there's a New York City parade, everybody comes to it. In L.A., you know, there's a Santa Monica Fourth of July parade and then there's a a Westwood Fourth of July parade, I'm sure, all over. But our little Fourth of July parade down here on Main Street, which I can walk to from my house, is um, great because it's very small towny. It feels just there's there's the high school marching band one high school marching band and some other you know kid things and people riding bikes and and the you know the mayor and it's it's good i get that vibe from santa monica yeah because it's it does have that vibe to it it's not just like hollywood i'm like we, we're across the street from hollywood high and uh-huh. i and, and i always make the joke it's like i feel like they dropped the high school out of the sky into this block and it's on one side you have movie stars and like Mariah Carey singing next to this field, and on the other side you have bums just taking dumps all over this front yard. It's like I've never seen a place where a high school stuck out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it's not supposed to be here. It seems, it seems like a, well, Fairfax High is also is like that too. Yeah, which is right around you know it's just down the street from where the Improv is, mm-hmm. where it's just seems weird. Yeah, but. You know, who knows what it's like to someday? Maybe your kid's going to go to Hollywood High. Right. No. Well, yeah. Who, I don't know. All this banging. Do you think you're not going to get her pregnant? It's going to happen. We went up to the Hollywood Bowl, and I'd never been there before. And we Who'd saw you go see? Uh, we saw the L.A. Philharmonic with Smokey Robinson. And let me tell you something. Smokey Robinson is 75 years old, and he his voice sounds identical to when he was a kid, and that is bizarre. The yeah. guy can perform. Um, I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, I love him and I have nothing but respect because he's written some of the biggest songs in, yeah. in history. Right. Uh, 
but I'm, I wanted to grab him and be like, you need to stop wearing green leather suits and gyrating up there. Do not do that. Do you think it's why? Because he's because not good just, at it or you think it's... No, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, I would grab him and I'd put him in a really good suit up there. What do you and think Smokey Robinson should be wearing? A Email really smart it. suit. I don't want to see him in a leather green he, green suit. It's it's come on. Is it like a suit like a like a with a sport coat or is it, it like It looks like a, a leisure jumpsuit? suit that's green leather. Uh-huh. Yeah. It sounds great to me. I mean, it's for what it is, it's kind of fun, but then when he starts gyrating you're like, "Oh, does he wear it the whole show?" Yeah. So he has doesn't have a wardrobe change. Does he? I heard that he actually kind of squats down and sings to someone in the front. Yeah. Like Smokey can get down I'm into a squatting position and sing. Like you try, listener, you try getting down into a squatting position for uh, any Smokey Robinson song. Just just squat down. He did a rendition of Tracks of My Tears that was super long. Uh-huh. And it, I got to tell you, I was like, I'm exhausted, and I couldn't even i I couldn't even make it a quarter way through that song the way he was killing it. Yeah, and I mean, of course, I don't sound like him, but I mean, just trying to say, I mean, the fact that he has that kind of stamina for performing, it, I was blown away. Well, this is one the- of the best live performances I've ever seen. I'll say that. Oh wow! And wow. I, I, my wife would agree. And she's 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 one of these people that she goes to concerts. It's one of her passions, she, and she also has to have the best seat possible because mm-hmm. she's like, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go. You do like to sit up front, but but I'm I'm not a three hundred dollars for a ticket person. No, no, we were Is sitting she? way back. We just got these last second. But I mean, the fact that. The what he did at his age and how good and plus those songs I mean not Smokey even at Robinson. his age yeah Smokey I just was in Detroit and I went to the uh, um, Motown you know where Motown started the Hitsville the, USA the house yeah have you been there no I've always wanted to go. oh dude it was the it, I give me chills I bet I love doing the shows when I was in Detroit it was really a fun gig at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle legendary but, spot yeah but. Uh, to go to Hitsville, USA during the day and to be in that garage where those songs came out of. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm down with Smokey Robinson. I'm all, I've already got that on my... I should. I can't believe that I didn't go. What day was that? It was, was July that? 4th. Oh. So it was the L.A. Philharmonic. Mm-hmm. They came out. They did some medleys. Uh, they did some standards. They did the Star Wars theme, which, I mean, I, of course, I'm a huge nerd for that, so mm-hmm. I was so into it. And then uh, they took a break, and then Smokey Robinson and the L.A. Philharmonic were out there, and it's it that was incredible. And then there were fireworks, and then during the fireworks, the L.A. Philharmonic just played, you know, all the rah rah, you know, stuff. Well, and, let me just tell and it was you this. beautiful fireworks too. It was so cool. I mean, man, I gotta tell you, that place is amazing. Did you did you how'd you get up there? Did we you, walked? Yeah. See, if you if you walk up, That's the move. I've heard there's a bus from this part of town, like a like a Hollywood Bowl bus. Yeah, they have and them. you get on mm-hmm. and it takes you right up there and you can get right back, so that you can. Not that I'm a massive drinky drink person, but that way you can have your drink while you go on your way there. On oh your yeah. Way back, you can talk. You don't have to deal with parking. You don't have to deal parking with driving. Is the worst oh. of any place I've ever seen parking for a, an event. It, it is built. For problems, but you saw well, right? It's a bottleneck that leads to yeah. another bottle. For know? anybody listening, what happens is if you're the first person there, that means you're the first. No, I guess you'd be the first to leave or the last to leave. No, no I think if you're the first person there, you're the last to leave because you get up in the parked up in the top. But maybe there's deluxe parking. Yeah. Anyway, you go up this chute up into this canyon, and yeah. the only way out is the way you came in. Yeah, so you're and basically so, parked behind someone who's parked behind someone who's parked by... And you have to wait until somebody gets back to their car. Yeah, and... Oh. 
Yeah, it's not a it's not a pleasant thing. So the Hollywood Bowl to me though is always like you got to want to be at the Hollywood Bowl so bad that you'll you'll see whoever you're going to see. You could see them in a smaller place. You know, you could see them in a smaller venue. But what what you saw, Smokey Robinson, L.A. Philharmonic, and fireworks. That you took full advantage. Oh, of the it was Bowl. awesome! It was one of I told my wife I, mean, I haven't been with her on a Fourth of July in like three years because uh, of you know being out here during working on a show in the summertime, mm-hmm. and it was like outside of that. And plus, I was like, this is maybe the best Fourth of July I've ever had because of that experience. Sounds good. It was so good. Steely Dan was just there, and I would have liked to have seen that. We were trying to go to that. It was it was Elvis Costello yeah. opening for Steely Dan, I think, or, yeah. or they were he went on first. Yeah, and we tried to go, but the tickets by the time we were going to go, the tickets that you could get to sit anywhere nice were three hundred bucks, and it was like, eh, I'm not going to. I mean, for two, so it was right. one hundred and fifty bucks for two tickets, and we just I couldn't. Not in this economy. It's not that bad. It's not that bad, but in this economy, Ryan. You know, I I thought it would be way worse for good seats. To be honest with you, well, they weren't super great, but okay. yeah, but they were not at the tippy top. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're having fun. You're going to see live music. Oh, you're dude, enjoying. I gotta tell you, man. Uh, I don't want to brag. Uh huh. But I was recently cast to play a corpse in uh in an episode of Major Crimes. I haven't seen Major Crimes, but. So you're telling me you come to town, you're living Joined the nightlife. Join Central Casting. You've live, you're living the night. What's Central Casting? Central Casting is this thing where you, I think it's when you first come to town, you basically put yourself into a big database, and every one of these shows and or movies or mm-hmm. webisodes, they need extras. And so when they do, they go to Central Casting, and then they're like, hey, we need this, and then the casting agencies leave a voicemail, and then you call to see if this role would be good for you. If it is, you, you call, and then... They see, they look at your picture through the database, and if it works out, they match you up, and you have a gig for the day or or how many days the project is. Well, the, on this particular day, uh, I was just driving home, and I got a phone call from Central Casting, uh-huh. and they're like, "Hey, um, uh, hey Ryan, are are you going to be free uh, on this day, this day?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm open." Like, well, uh, Major Crimes, we'd like you to play uh, a dead plumber, and I just start laughing on the phone because I'm like. This is the greatest phone call I've ever gotten in my yeah, life. Yeah. How many times have you watched a show, one of these murder shows, one of these police shows, where you just see dead bodies, and you're like, mm-hmm. I kind of want to play a dead body. And now you know how that works. Yeah. And I got excited. And they're like, do you really? Are you? And they're, they were like surprised. Like, they thought I'd be like, like this is dumb. I'm like, no, I totally, I can't wait to do this. So uh, I got to get made up like a dead person and lay on a slab for three days. For three days. Yeah. I mean, three days of work, not three straight consecutive days of laying on a slab. Not to be crass, but what's that pay? Uh, well, I'm union, so it's about, uh, when it's after taxes, is about 150 bucks uh, a day. For lying down. For lying down. I couldn't have been more excited. 16-hour day? Yeah. No, no. Actually, just, actually, two of the days were super, sh- they were all pretty short. One day was about eight hours. The rest of them were short. Uh-huh. And plus, they feed you. Yes, they yeah. give you a great meal. I mean, it's they take really good care of you, and everybody's nice. I never saw major crimes, but did you get to? Did you get corralled in with the extras, or did you? Yeah, get- but the only problem was I had to wear a bathrobe because I was wearing this this make dead person makeup, you know. And uh, everyone else is just wearing their clothes, and I'm just sitting there in a in a in a bathrobe and flip flops, 
And uh, I just thought I, I thought that was funny because everybody, you know, I'm, I'm sticking out like a sore thumb. But you know, I've I've been an extra and stuff before, so I knew this is where you sit. Yeah, yeah. So, what was it like talking to the other extras? Uh, you know what? Honestly, um, I I've been there before, so I brought magazines and books, and I had mm-hmm. things because there's a lot of downtime. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay. Sometimes they're crazy. You the know, extras. Sometimes the extras are crazy. Yeah. And you're not allowed to because you're one of the. You're now in them. Yeah. So you're not allowed to talk to the main no. actors. Unless they talk to you, you know? I'm yeah. not going to... You don't have to, like, avoid eye contact with them. Right. I mean, a lot of them... You got to give them credit because the one thing about actors, for the most part, is a lot of them had to do stuff like that that's right. terrible. Right. And I, I got to give a credit to a few of them on that. They were super nice. They talked to me. They, they you know, they, start, they started a conversation and uh, they, they would, like... Uh, they would... In scenes, because they had to bump into me. In one scene, I'm in a hockey bag, and they unzip me, and I'm in the back of this SUV, and this guy's got to crawl in and unzip it, and then I'm there. And so between takes, because there's like a 1,000 degrees in the back of this SUV, he'd be like, you okay? Am I bumping you too much? Uh-huh. Are you sure everything's fine? Please let us know if you need anything. I don't. You're want in a hockey hot. bag. Yeah, a goalie bag. <laughs> a goalie bag. The story gets better. Yeah, because when you said a corpse, I thought, oh, you're going to be in a uh, you're going to be in a coffin. It's at a funeral. No, but no, no. You're the guy. You're I'm the body. I'm on the slab. I'm the body, man. Yeah. And uh, so that was that was cool. I thought they were all pretty nice uh, regarding that. But I wasn't trying to start a conversation because I've been I've been on set. I'm just like I'm not going to bother anybody. Well, they and they're talk. It's funny. I mean, you're, you're standing next to a guy who's made up to be a dead guy. And, and at some point, one of these guys is going to make a joke because it's absurd. They have to. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the. I mean, you have so much time. They're going to point something out. And that's how conversations start. Right. I'm willing to be the butt of a joke. I don't care. I've never seen Criminal Minds. Is it good? Oh, uh, is it a sh- major hurt? crimes? Major crimes. You know what? I've I'd never be, seen either I'll one of them. I'll be 100% honest. I've never seen it as well. I know it's mm-hmm. a spinoff. It's in season four. Right. Which I didn't know. Hey, look, I'm not bad mouth. I doubt that anyone has ever but listened to this. Who's it's been a very crime. successful show. I mean, it's in season four, and uh, people love it. And I talk to a bunch of people who watch on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, there's a few actors on there. I was kind of in awe of, like, one of the detectives. He played, uh, if you watch Breaking Bad, he played Tuco. Uh, he's been in a million films, mm-hmm. but he played he, he played a very violent uh, uh, drug dealer or just villain in this mm-hmm. uh, called mm-hmm. Tuco who's scary. I mean he's really legitimately frightening in this role. And then the other one was a girl and I can't a lady a girl I should say I can't remember her name but I she was in Battlestar Galactica. I don't know if you have the new one. She played the president and she was in Dances with Wolves. She was the romantic interest opposite oh, Kevin right. Costner. I can't remember her name. And either, of course but... in my mind I want to be like, Oh my God, I you you're so good at what I want to say these things. But you can't. You can't fan out because the second you do that, they're like, Oh my god, this person's trying to get They something. think you're a crazy person. Yeah, so I just kept yeah. my mouth shut and if they talk to me, that's it. Mm-hmm. I know how to play it. I play dead real good. Yeah, you're playing your cards right. This could lead to a whole series of you being a dead person. I would TV show. And of course, my wife's annoyed. She's like, "Oh, this is perfect for you." Just sat there and laid there and almost fell asleep. I'm like, "Yeah, I I would go into this job uh, on two hours of sleep because I was in my mind. I'm like, I want to be natural, so I'm not moving. I want to almost fall asleep and be almost like meditating. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, the way the way stand up comedy is working nowadays, you can almost used to be you would get a job playing a corpse until your stand up career takes off, and now 
you can be a guy with a great stand-up career, and it's like you need to supplement. You need you're oh, making sure. more money off of your dead guy job. That's what I mean. That's the whole purpose of coming here. I was more excited to actually a get work and b um, this is another way to make money. Mm-hmm. And you know the best part is uh, is that I only had to drive ten minutes to the studio and then ten minutes home. It was fantastic. Right, because they shoot it right near Hollywood. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Were you on a set? Or yeah, no, it was a, Rally a, Studios a, right across from Paramount. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. On the lot. Yeah. You were on the lot. Oh, yeah. On the lot. and uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I like that stuff. I think any day... I find it funny when people complain about being on a show because I feel like any day you're on set and being paid to be there is a win. Even if, you, even if you're an extra, it's a win. Even if you're going in for an audition, that's what I used to say to my friend John. If you're walking down the street and your hat blows in there, you can't go in. Yeah. You got to gas the guard to go in and get it. Yeah. But on when you got a job or you got an audition, you drive on the lot or you walk on or you do your audition, you're inside. You're in the where they're making show business. Yeah. It's a good day. It's a good day. And you're getting paid. Yes. You can't beat that. I mean, I joined the union, and I was like, why did I do this? It's not like they're handing out jobs. This, I mean, now, what union do you join? The SAG, uh, SAG or, AFTRA. Or is there an extra guild that you no, have to join? No, that'd be no, fun. Regular. You would think, though. That I, bet, yeah. I bet that day's coming. Where they separate it uh, out. They create a, yeah, they're t- we're getting separated out. It's a class. Yeah. Class thing. I'll, I'll probably be long retired from comedy when they figure out to give comics a union that protects them. They can't, you know. They've tried in the past at the stand-up comedy union, yeah. but then it's like, are you going to go on strike because um, Professor Poopy Pants, <laughs> you know, can't get a gig? I opened up for him. He was—he's not as bad comic. as everybody thinks. But yeah, <laughs> smelly guy comes on in a diaper, and he's—it's—it's it's actually dog poop. It's not, not really a professor, by the way. It's just a silly name. No, it's not. He's not a professor. <laughs> not a doctor. Yeah, nobody's going to go. Yeah. Yeah, we'd be great if we could get some health health care. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I'm not talking about crazy stuff. I'm talking about basic things, maybe some rate adjustment for pay, you know, a little bit. OMG. Well, you know what we're doing now? We're producing our own shows in little bars and nightclubs, or, or we're doing. <laughs> Somebody told me the other day they were doing shows where it's like you do the show. And then afterwards, you pass around a tip jar. Like the Edinburgh Comedy Festival, I was just talking to when yeah. I was in uh, London, England. You remember? Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of those guys are off in Edinburgh for August because that's when that festival is. And they, so there's now the free fringe, which is you do your show. You don't have to rent your venue out. The, the venue, you, you get them to let you do your show. You have to convince them to let you do your show there. But you don't owe them anything for the use of their venue. They sell their food and drinks during your show and then you pass around a tip jar at the end so if you enjoyed the show put a little money in the tip jar and you know talking to performers up there they were saying yeah it's not not that bad you know good night in the tip jar i think is you know buck 50 to 250 oh, to 250 dollars yeah and a bad night is you know 40 or 43 whatever. cents yeah or 43 cents just <laughs> rattling dump that change in your pants and head out that's when you're glad you got your flask full of the handle yeah oh man i'm telling you what take my advice we're taking it back to the streets we got to make that saving somehow Mm-hmm. you know and uh 
That's what we do. You should have seen the uh, the 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 cooler I brought with me up to Smokey Robinson, man. Well, there you're allowed to bring a cooler. Oh yeah, and you could bring a bottle of wine. You can bring whatever you want, right? Yeah. You can have wine, everything, and food, and snacks. And I was waiting for him to go through our stuff and be like, no glass, no this. I mean, we had. I mean, did you picnic up on the grass, or did you no. take it right down to your seat? Well, our seat. I mean, it's so far up. I didn't even know there was grass at the very top. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we just had we sat at the you know like bench seating and brought uh-huh. it up there. Mm-hmm. I'm a pro. I had everything ready to go, pre-mixed. Got lots of compliments. What kind of what kind of uh, refreshments did you have? Well, uh, because we'd been kind of sipping on. Uh, I was doing the most American thing. I did. I went to the supermarket and bought the most meat, diverse uh, amounts of meat to cook. Uh, made a steak, a really nice T-bone that we split. And then I had all these burgers and chicken legs and all this. Oh stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, I was. I went all American. I'm you like, don't need to eat that much food in. Oh, one I know, show. but I, I, we ate it over the course of the weekend. But I had all the food, and so we. And then I made. I bought a bottle of tequila, and uh, we have this Ninja Blender, which I recommend if uh, uh-huh. anybody out there likes uh, a blender. But they're like, I don't. Cleaning up after a blender is a problem. Hang on, you talk. Uh, if you have. If you want to make mixed drinks and you want a blender, you get yourself a Ninja Blender. Right there. I'm looking at one right now. Yeah. I already have it. Yeah. I already have the I got this to make kale shakes while I was on the road. Yeah. But it's a, it's a little bit of a weight thing. You put it in your bag. Yeah, it is a little bit. We have the industrial. But the best thing is, I mean, the blades just pop, it pops right out. You don't even have to sit there and worry about unscrewing anything. Everything just comes apart. Easy to clean. And hands down. So I'm making these margaritas. We're sipping on them all day. A little buzz throughout the day. But you're not making margaritas in your seat at the no no bowl. no, no you've no, already no. made them yeah no. I've uh, I've consolidated everything into separate bottles I have all the mixes uh-huh. plastic cups so you're make you're combining some ingredients and you're shaking yes. them up and you're, right yeah. I had a bottle just for mixing so you just bought, so that way I wouldn't spill on anybody uh huh yeah everybody was very uh, happy with how efficient I was did you hook anybody up no because once again I'm like you should think I'm like you should think ahead. You should be you should be planning ahead yeah. when it comes to drinking. How are you going to learn if yeah. I just give you drinks? That's right. Yeah. Are you a guy that if you get a gift basket, let's say you do a nice show and they give you a gift basket, do you mm-hmm. take all those things with you, or do you like, uh, well, this is really nice, but I'm never going to use any of this stuff? Yes, I take I take all the things with me unless if if I'm if it's a if it's like a one night gig and it's too much stuff that I can't fit in my suitcase you know right. like i'm not going to take the potato chips if you know they won't fit in my suitcase the bag I, I use every single thing i use everything like i lived through the depression i don't know why or what i, why can't I feel no. i need to i feel i have to use everything in practical life uh or i've cheated this person of giving me a gift well i definitely as you can see from this room i've got a lot of shit that i don't need um, and so part of it is I'm waiting for that moment of like, I've been saving pieces of wood and little scraps of things from projects that I've done because I'm, I'm thinking, well, someday I'm going to build something else and this will come in handy. And then, uh, that day, sometimes it takes a long time to roll around. My father has a collection of different types of rare wood, like to build stuff. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's annoying, but I get why he's an architect and he has a respect for building and certain things like uh, that's kind of bestowed to me. Like if you go to any major studio and if you go into one of their studios, the construction 
is of redwood. They don't make things out of redwood anymore because it's rare. It's like in, almost endangered as, as a material, so they don't use redwood for construction. Uh-huh. But it has the tensile strength of steel. That's how strong of a construction that is. So my dad has a lot of stuff like that, but it's just clutter if you look at it like anybody else. And I had to help him move his wood collection and he's explaining it to me, and I'm like, yes, I know, yes, these are original pieces of the Ark. It's very important that you have these. But, I mean, it's just in the way. And is it is, – how long – how old do you suppose he is when he finally says, look, I'm, done, I'm not going to build things out of that. I'm going to give it to a 30-year-old person who's like me who has a big I don't know because I, he's not going to. Just like I know you're never going to get rid of all these sunglass cases that are beside you. There's just – yeah. I've never some seen them, so many sunglass cases them, outside of a sunglass hut. Most of them have sunglasses in them. Really? Yeah, because I... Oh, my God. I lose sunglasses, man. Yeah, I don't lose them. I take You're care good. of them. That's the problem is then you, you have them. probably spend some money on them. I spend a little bit of money on them. Yeah, yeah. I don't buy the cheapies very often. Here, out here, a, a very nice pair of sunglasses is not viewed as a a dumb purchase. No, because you need sunglasses. Yeah. I mean, you, you're almost wearing sunglasses every day out here. But yeah. I get that. When I in the Midwest, when I lived in Iowa, I didn't even have sunglasses. Right. Because when are you gonna? You don't need them. In Ohio, every once in a while, we'll get in the middle of winter. We'll get like a sunny day where it's just sunny coming and off car the snow. crashes. Yeah. Left and right because people are coming up a hill into the sun and they just rear end somebody because they don't have sunglasses. Mm. Every single time it happens. Yeah, these are all for safety. Nice. <laughs> Um, I buy imitation Ray-Bans, but I get them from China, and they look, if you, if you didn't know any better. Well, right, but how do you know they're not burning your eyeballs out? Because Ooh, I was the, thinking about that the other day, too. Yeah. Like, how do I know that? I mean, these are pretty. The ones I have are brought with me are really dark, so. That pair right there by your coffee cup I got in London for five bucks, oh. or five pounds, so it's actually more like nine dollars. Yeah. But, uh yeah, that's a cheap pair that I have. But I, otherwise, I, I try not to – I well, and I've been trying not to buy them. But I feel like every two years, you get yourself a pair of sunglasses. Well, yeah. And, and, right? and styles change. Although, uh, like, I like I like the Aviators. That's always going to be my favorite. Mm-hmm. And the Wayfarers are always good. Yeah. Classic. You can't go wrong. Oh, you can't go wrong. But they do make some subtle change. Anyway, let's get back to your dad and this wood collection. Where, where's it all going to go? <laughs> I'm sorry. They want to get past this. Yeah, I just just because there may be people out there like me who are struggling with a collection of things that they've gotten at some point, uh, and they'd like to get rid of some of them. Well, uh, I think it goes differently. Uh, there's you you have one of two ways of getting rid of them. That is one having a limited amount of space, and then your wife uh, or somebody you live with is like, "You got to get rid of the stuff. We I can't take it." And they flip out, and you're like, "Okay." Or you can be in my dad's position, who's retired, and he's got a bunch of money saved. So he goes, oh, I'll just get a bigger place to put all this crap, which, of course, then only attracts more crap because you didn't mm-hmm. get rid of it. And now look at all this space I have to put crap. If you got the room, you just fill it up. Yeah. Do they ever think of you, the person who's going to have to one day go through it and get rid of it? No, of course not. Why? Well, I wouldn't and, think of that. And I your mean, plan is not going to be to get a rare wood auction house to come out and curate no. you're not going to sell little this this is a piece of redwood it i kind of hurt his feelings when i said it's like he's like i don't know what to do with this pile mike i do see that gas can and those matches over there i could hook you up right now and he goes that's not funny like kind of it's kind of funny it's wood <laughs> it's kind of funny it's kind of funny to me and you yeah. but not to him i mean because it's his collection of and and when he when it is impressive once he gets explaining it to you you're like wow this i guess this they don't make things you know like i i do have an appreciation mm-hmm. and he does of architecture and the way things were made 
and the type of craftsmanship and also the durability of something that's well made. Uh, especially when you look around and, and, at new construction, and it just looks like a machine was rolling down the street and just crapped out a, a building. Yeah, except the problem is, is that then you see then you see someone building some cool thing, and you look at it, and then ten years later they're tearing it down to build some. Right. You know, it's like, look, you you spent all this money to build this quality thing, and the next person to come along goes, well, I want my thing to be in this space where your thing was, so I'm tearing your cool thing that you spent all this money right. building down, and then you think, well, why don't we all just buy crappy? Why don't we all just buy little IKEA? Furniture. Yeah, Not ooh. that I mean, I like some IKEA furniture. Yeah, it looks cool. cool. It looks cool, but it's you know, you ever step on something from oh, IKEA? You Dude, step on the wrong types. shelf and it comes. It, they have crappy furniture and durable crappy furniture. <laughs> That's and by durable crappy, that means like you can put a cup on it lightly and it won't dent. This is from our durable crappy furniture yeah. label. It's all particle board. It's all it's all that stuff. And I mean, I put some together, and we had some uh, like, and like even my 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 buddy came over. He put his backpack on there, which had metal on it, sort of dented. It didn't do any damage. But I was like, oh my god, can't even look at this the right way. I had I put together this shelf unit that my daughter's got her bookshelves in, and the outside looks like it's you know inch and a half thick, mm-hmm. and then it's got shelves in it that are a half inch thick. And he went to step up to get something. He stepped on one of the middle shelves because he didn't realize it's just held in there by a dowel. Yeah. You know, there's a little dowel and you tap it in. And so it's enough to hold a book, but you can't step up on that shelf. No, no. Uh, I mean, I, I added, I did something my dad did. I, I started going through my toolkit. I'm like, I started adding screws to stuff because I'm like, there's, there's no way this can, this is paper mache at this point. If you just use like the little crap pieces they give you, you got to reinforce mm-hmm. it. Even then, it's still being reinforced the particle board. Yeah. Yeah. They don't build things like they used to, but maybe they don't have to because, you know, when my daughter leaves to go to college someday, we hope, or gets leaves to go, to move out, to have her own life, right. and that's not her room anymore, really, realistically, that bookshelf that's been in there for the last 12 years, since she didn't get it when she was a baby, so she's got it when she was six years old. So when she leaves... She's 18. I've had it for 12 years. It's got decals on it, you know, smeary, uh, you know, magic marker and colored. She's been colored. Do do I wish that that was made out of solid oak? Yeah. I'd feel shittier about the fact that it's trashed. Right. Maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know. We don't want to get my wife involved in this conversation because we're choking the planet with our consumerism and our lack of building things that last. Yeah, I, uh, I, we're very minimalist in the way that we've. In fact, uh, we, uh, when we, we didn't even, we went to IKEA, but then we got to. My wife found on Craigslist a guy who just custom makes furniture, and you'd think, wow, that sounds expensive, but he's using refurbished wood, and he puts it together. You send him the measurements, and then he just makes it. He made a desk for us for a corner of the room, and he also made us a coffee table. Where does he make it? Uh, in his. In no, where does he live? Garage. Is he here in L.A.? Yeah, in his garage towards East L.A. 
It was a sketchy place, but when, once you walk into his garage, he's got this little mini office in it, and you can pick the materials. And this guy just loves his life. He loves. He's like, people contact me. I'm dying. I want to go see that guy. Uh, he's like, I'm. I, I just uh, people find me and I make their stuff. And he had like a he is huge. He had like a five star Yelp review and just loved making furniture. It was something that was very easy for him. And you know, I mean. It's not you're not going to be like look at this amazing piece, but you're going to be like wow, that's really modern designed and it's well stained and it's durable. Does he have his own designs? Yeah. Wow, I can't wait to go on the whoops. Do you know his name? Or no, I'll you... send it to you later. But well, I was just uh, my wife. Might my wife's going to actually order two end tables from him. I'm going to check it out. We're going to do that. Yeah. Um. So, what else should we talk about today? We can talk about some current events, and then I'm thinking we have lunch. Are you? Do you okay. have time for lunch today? Of course, I have time for lunch today. Um, so, uh, Donald Trump, anything? I just got it. At this point, I think it's a pro wrestling type thing where he is such he's such a, a point where you love to hate him, but he also can rally the support of the people in this country, and I've met them who are like, finally, somebody's speaking the truth, you know? And they're, they're just so frustrated with their lives and what they think uh, our president currently is in control of, but not really control of. Yeah. And that is his fault. They they will be like, I'll vote for that guy. He's a straight shooter. That's what I'm talking about. Part of me wants to vote for Donald Trump just to teach those people a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> you just to go like, I'm on your he side. He won't make it. Past. I'm on your side. He's no, not going to make won't. it deep in this. Race. I, I know There's he won't. No way. But I mean, he's already he's already dead. If it's in my him, personal opinion. if it's him and Hillary, I'm going to be tempted. I'm just just because it's. I feel like. Look, we know sort of what Hillary Clinton's going to do. We don't know what Donald Trump is going to do. I'd like to. <laughs> That's yeah. not right. At some That's point, not good thinking. Any, I can't be. In any debate, I would just, I would just look at Donald Trump and like um, I was Secretary of State, Secretary of State, mm-hmm. and I'm done. You're pretend firing yeah. people on a show yeah. from a job that's not even a real job. You're pretend firing people on a show that's only good when it's the celebrity version of it so you can see what crazy people are like. The celebrity version or the non-celebrity Oh, the non-celebrity. Version? I could care less about the non-celebrity version. The, the, the celebrity version is the one you watch because these celebrities are just dying for – they're dying – these quote-unquote or some of these celebrities are dying for screen time. So they're having these outrageous right. fights and stuff, Because they were which more, make it more interesting. They used to be more celebrity yeah. than they are now. Yeah. That's the thing. The celebrities who wish they were more famous again like they used to be right. celebrities. Not to say that there's anything wrong with I wish that I was famous enough to be – a celebrity on the Celebrity Apprentice. Do I? Is that true? I say that. I, I will say I this just about that said show. That I people who won that show have gone on to get stuff from that show. Well, sure, done but that's so well. why people. And it's on NBC. That's why people do it. Yeah, that's why people do it. That's why people do Last Comic Standing. Well, is that is that the most flattering light to be shown in? And as a comedian, well, no. But you can get famous. You sell tickets, and then you get to start to do your thing. Right. That's why my show have sex with a farm animal. <laughs> Sure, you think nobody wants to do it until you see the guy who won the first season of Having Sex with a Farm Animal went on and he's got his own talk show now on MSNBC. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, that'd probably be a very successful webisode if you got that going. Uh, yeah, in, I think it's illegal in certain to have circles. <laughs> in certain specific circles. I think people would watch Gary Busey have sex with a chicken. Because they figured he would do it anyway. <laughs> He's doing it anyway. He's like, this is this, this isn't even a show. This is his, this is Tuesday. 
Let's just cut, cut out the... Gary, I don't want to make this any harder than it needs to be. Why don't you just send us the video that you already have of this? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so sex with the... But you have to start off... That's how brainstorming works, Ryan, is we start off with this idea, my show, Sex with the Farm Animal. We know that that's never going to happen, but we just had a good laugh. Right. What's the version of that show that could actually be made? Sex with a Farm Animal? Well, no, it's some person doing some outrageous humiliating thing oh man well we'll think about this at lunch yes we can talk about it next time so donald trump complete joke i i can't wait for that i just don't understand what the benefit is you do something if it benefits you and i don't know if it's like i need more people to know who i am i don't understand it i don't understand what the advantage is you're not gonna win there's no way he's going to win and he doesn't think he's going to win. He's already making 200 something thousand dollars. Well, this is something that I heard on a phone call this morning from a business guy. But he said uh, they, they released his tax returns and he's making more than $200 million a year doing the show, The Apprentice Show. Right. So, like, what does he wh- – I don't get what he wants. What I mean, does- if anything, they're just going to get into your personal life, which is not going to be good. He's, he's – I mean, he he doesn't care. He's bigger than anything. He's kind of got that Schwarzenegger, like I don't care. You can, I'm great, you know. And uh, but at the same time, it's just going to only open you up for investigation, which is unnecessary. Yeah, I he, don't understand what the pro is. If I was his, in his position, I would have already stopped making the Celebrity Apprentice. I would just I would be on my boat somewhere, or you know, do ha, I'd be enjoying my life. life. I'd yeah. be enjoying my life. Yeah, I mean my. My, I'm just a couple million dollars short of being set for life right now. Oh, just a couple? Just a couple million. Well, you're almost there, friend. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Donald Trump, he's making 200 million a year and he's still not set for life. I'll never get it. I'll never understand that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I see people who are just making so much money and they're in the limelight, but I'm like, when do you just go, you know what? I don't need to do this anymore. Well, or if you're doing it, you got to admit that you like it. Yeah. That's what gets me is sometimes you see those people than complaining about how tough it is. Well, it's like you can't you, you can't complain about how tough it is. No, absolutely not. Yeah. When I in fact when I was even just on set as playing the dead guy when I heard anybody complaining and I would just go, "Do you even know what work is? Do you know what work is? I don't think you know what work is." Mm-hmm. Like, Cuz I've seen and done work. This isn't work. Well, yeah, where you can get hurt. Yeah. Or you're sore at the end of the day. Yeah. Or something like you have to put on special clothes. Like you're if you come home bleeding from just a few parts of your body, uh, you're lucky that you didn't break something. Mm-hmm. You know. So I laugh at that. Worst job you've ever had. That's a good one. Um, it would probably be between my first and... I only did one day of this job, and I swore I'd never do it again. Uh, the first job I had, I was a dishwasher at a Chinese restaurant, mm. and uh, it wasn't. It was a learning experience, but it was hard work. And but the only thing is, the people who worked in the Chinese restaurant, they'd been living in this country longer than I'd been alive at this point, and they knew no English, uh-huh. which was frustrating. Even as a teenager, I'm like, by now you would have picked something up, even from television. It's like there's no way you just go into a room at the end of the day and you don't learn any – you don't pick anything up after this many years. But they didn't have to. Apparently not. And that they is, wouldn't call me by my name. They called me Boy. Uh-huh. And my boss's name were Mama-san and Papa-san. 
Those aren't names. Uh, that's what I had to call them. Uh-huh. And um, Mama-san was the meanest. She was always so mad at me. And I worked hard. Like, I got to the point where, like, my fingertips were splitting open because of the bleach in the in – the, they have one of those industrial machines where you uh-huh. slam it down and a whole yeah. tray gets washed. And that bleach and all that – it just starts cracking your skin open and it starts bleeding. And Nowadays, you'd wear gloves for that kind Yeah, I of probably work. would, but that's probably a good idea. Yeah. And uh, the only time I ever made her laugh is I, was, I had one of those hotel trays full of dishes that were clean. I was going back, and I totally slipped, and the dishes all went up in the air, and they all landed on me. The whole thing landed on my head, and that was the only time I made her laugh. I almost killed myself. <laughs> she thought that was hilarious. <laughs> just the visual of it, though. If you saw it in a movie – you would laugh, but to see it in real life happen to a person—you can, you can it see like, it happening to Wiley e. Coyote, and he looks up at the yeah. dishes, and he hi, he holds up a sign that says "Uh oh," and then all of a sudden the dishes just start yeah. landing on his head. But you didn't have a little umbrella that you could open to stop yeah. the dishes from hitting you or anything like that. How many days did you work that job? Oh, I worked there for a while. I worked yeah. there for a while. It wasn't all that bad. It's just as far as grime and dirt and disgusting. Uh, the the worst job I ever had. I I did landscaping for one day and it was just like it was we were just putting mulch down and i was just like this is just the hottest most gross disgusting i don't want any part of this it's mm-hmm. not worth it's not worth the money i made to do this yeah ever it is it is just a lot of hard work i hear roofing is the one that you really don't want to get yeah into. my dad did that and he tells me horror stories of that. yeah it's hot and you're up hot you can fall off yeah and he said he worked with people, you know, back in the day, they were just criminals. Like, that's who gets that job. You're not working with sane, well, who wants to do people. the most? Who wants to do the most terrible job in the world? It's either somebody like, in your situation, you're just starting out, and right. this is the job that you can get, uh-huh. or you're out, you're in the world, and this is the job. You do this job because nobody else wants to do it. Right. You know? And uh, so I guess that was it. And then... Um I think when I say the worst, I, I don't mean it to be the worst, but it was definitely the most humbling is I ran out of money when I was living in New York and I had to come home and I had no money. I had to crash with a friend and I needed a job so I could still do stand up at night, but I, I couldn't have a day job mm-hmm. where I couldn't travel. So he owned a detail company. So I detailed cars and it's not that bad. Uh, it's just that he had a breakneck pace, but he wanted these cars that looked like they came in they come looking like they came from a crime scene and we'd have to make them look perfect mm-hmm. and it was it was it, it was i would come home and i couldn't even close my hands cuz you're just wedging your fingers down between things to get stuff and mm-hmm. then you're also like waxing and like my hands were like i couldn't close right. them sometimes yeah the muscles in your hands yeah. are sore sore i remember carving pumpkins and i couldn't even wrap my hand around the knife Mm-hmm. Because it was just like, of course, my my wife's girlfriend at the time was making fun of me. Like, come on, don't be a puss. I'm like, my, I, 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 have, I have I have arthritis that I got today. <laughs> I got this today. I can't close my hand. Yeah, I love that your day job of detailing cars made it so that you couldn't do your recreation of carving pumpkins. Well, it was Halloween. Work. This yeah, is, no, this I is not it. an everyday It's not day. just something you do all autumn. Carve yeah. <laughs> a pu- I come home, I carve a pumpkin to relax, yeah. and well, then it, I go to it bed. is Ohio. We have a lot of pumpkins mm-hmm. come that time. So, um, just one last question. Which is, which is the better job? Doing stand-up comedy for live audiences. I'm not talking about what you get paid. You make the same for each. You do stand-up comedy for live audiences, or you're the star of your own TV show. Same money? Same money. 
Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good question. Because it's just you up there when you're doing stand-up. It's just you. There's no ensemble, no cast. Um, and it's... You're in front, you get that, that immediate... Uh, but then you're starting your own TV show. That's pretty cool. People are loving you. You're hanging out with other actors and collaborating with people. And, right. But you got to be there. You got to get there at 10 in the morning. And usually if you're an actor on a TV show, you're... It's like t- if you're really doing it, it's like 12, 14-hour days. Yeah, for four days a week, let's say yeah. you're going you're going in at ten in the morning and you're staying until well, you get to go home at nine at night. Let's yeah. say you get to go home to your own four bed. days a week. Yeah, or you're doing stand up. You go out on the road. You're doing four nights in a someplace nice, make the same money. Man, I guess it's so hard because I mean the reason I'm still doing this is you you love doing comedy. It's not because it's like I I could have figured something else to do, you know, but. Uh, I guess being the star of your own show would be great in its own right. Uh, but if it's the same amount of money, we're talking about the same money, I'd yeah. say stand-up. Yeah, I kind of... If I, we're talking about money differences, then we're going to have to go because you're going to... You're yeah, definitely yeah, making sure. more money being the star well, of your own sure, show. Well, sure, yeah. But if sure. we're talking the same exact amount of money, I'd do stand-up. Because it's just you, and it's just you, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then you get that automatic response. The only problem with, I think, being on a TV show... Is that they they build this atmosphere of everything's great? Like they applaud you after doing mm-hmm. dumb things. Like, uh, like if just you, they'll have people around the set clap at stuff, and I'm just like, don't, don't. Well, the writers, honest. the writers like to laugh at their own jokes, oh, whether do you're they, doing boy. it in the rehearsal oh, or the actual show. So that's the thing about being on a TV show. It's great. It's right. great, and it would be fun, and I would love to be doing that. But it's a, it's that collaboration thing where you're do, sometimes you're doing things, oftentimes you're doing things that you don't really understand. Like, why am I doing this instead of that in this situation? Right. Why, why do I have to say this instead of that thing? Are you compromising? Or it, there's, there's little things that you just, when you're doing live stand-up, it's just like, oh, they introduce me, I go on, we, right. we all, everybody has a good time. Yeah. So... Lunch? Yeah. All right. Food. Let's do it. All right. This isn't the last time. No. Oh, thanks for bringing back the screwdriver. Yeah, see? I give tools back. Take this! So you see, ladies and gentlemen, it's just that simple. That was this episode of the podcast. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't listen to it again just now because that's how in a hurry I am. I don't have time to listen to that again since I already talked it one time. But I will listen to it once it's on the Internet and I download it to my phone, as I hope that you've done. I hope that these all live inside your phone or they live inside your computer or they live inside your heart. And I hope, if that is the case, that you'll go to this podcast on iTunes on the interweb and write a sweet, sweet review to help me. And then subscribe to it. And when your other friends aren't looking, subscribe them to this podcast as well on their phones. Sometimes they go to the bathroom, they leave their phone line there. Subscribe to my podcast. Okay, it's not the greatest business plan, but it could work. I will uh, uh, talk to you next week. Don't give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. Thanks. Bye.
into the machine.